felt gross. I didn't think I would feel worse than I did on the plane. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm Colin. And today, we have a lot to talk about. We are officially in Chiang Mai. This is, what, our fourth day at this point? And it's been an adventure, wouldn't you say? Oh, it definitely has. So I don't even know where to start for this episode because the last time we recorded was right before you left to go to Texas. And since then, we packed up our entire lives and then we went to my parents' house in Palm Springs and then we flew basically halfway across the world to get here. I think we should start before we left. We kind of ran into an issue with visas. Really, you ran into an issue with visas. Do you want to share what happened? Sure. So because we are in Thailand for more than 30 days, we had to apply for tourist visas, which shouldn't have been a problem, except for the fact that when you upload your passport information, it automatically pulls your data, so your name, your last name, whatever. And their system read Olivia as zero Olivia. And so when they processed my application, it was pretty much immediately rejected because they said that my name didn't match what was on my passport. And so I had to completely start over my visa application, which was super annoying. I had to repay the fine or the repay the fee and then basically restart all the way from the beginning with uploading all the documents, all of the proof of everything. And it, it was just kind of a hiccup. So word of the wise on anyone who's submitting a visa application, don't trust the automatic uh, passport reader. Make sure to type in the information yourself. You also had something with your visa. Kind of. It, nothing that prevented me from being accepted. The questions on the visa that we filled out were kind of vague. We weren't exactly sure what each question was really asking for as far as information. So I didn't provide a, well, I didn't provide proof that I was leaving the country when we said we were leaving the country. Uh, so they emailed me before they processed it and asked for that proof. How long did it take once you'd submitted that proof to get your actual visa? The second proof? Probably two days. Uh, And then, so we have our visas. We're ready to go. We are going to the airport. We leave for LA at midnight. We get to the airport and we hit another snag. So I think we have to back up even a little bit more. On the on the day before we left, like that 24 hours before you can check in, we had all of our ticket number for our flight. We had our booking number, like all the confirmations you could possibly want. And our first flight was operated through Alaska Airlines. And then our second was through Delta. And our third was through Korean Airlines. And when we went to check in for that first flight, when I put in the confirmation number, we got an error message that some, said something to the effect of, your flight has been manually canceled or you failed to do what you needed to do or something to that effect. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, uh, what? So we drive to the airport and we are walking into the terminal that we're supposed to fly out of. And there's no one at any of the ticket counters. We have gotten to LA too early in the morning that the ticket counters are not even open. So we sit around for an hour and a half, two hours, just waiting Uh, really just waiting. We walked basically all the way across the Los Angeles airport, which if you haven't been there, it's, it's pretty big. Going to different 
terminals, the International Terminal, the Delta Terminal, and the Alaska Airlines Terminal, all of their check-in kiosks are telling us to go to different airlines to get the tickets. So Delta is telling us to go to uh, Korean Air. Korean Air is telling us to go to Alaska. Alaska is telling us to go to Delta. No one wanted to print us our tickets. So we're standing in the airport. It's like 2 a.m. at this point. And we're just stressed. Like, we were able to get our first boarding pass through the Alaska automated system because it was operated through Alaska. But, like he said, we, we couldn't get either of the second two. And no one wanted to help us. Every single staff person, even once they opened the counter, said, sorry, we can't print your ticket. Sorry. So we called the airline. The airline tells us that we're not even checked in for the second flight. And we're like, well, can you check us in? And they say, no, we can't do that. You have to do it at the airport. And we said, well, but the airport won't help us. And so eventually we ran out of time and we just decided to board that first flight with only the first boarding pass, which was incredibly stressful. So we had a round of two hour layover that first, a planned two hour layover that first, after the first leg uh, to Seattle. Before we leave for Seattle, we're sitting on the tarmac for about 30 minutes before we take off. Do not remember the issue, but we were sitting there for 30 minutes. We then take off and midair, they tell us, hey, there's snow in Seattle. Expect some turbulence, basically. Um, So we land in Seattle, wait in line for 50 minutes to be de-iced, and then get to a gate, all while our layover is running out of time. It's getting smaller and smaller. We have to take three different trains to get to the other gate and luckily they they lined up perfectly so you could get off one you get immediately on the other but we made it to the gate as they were saying boarding is starting mind you again we don't have our second boarding pass or our third boarding pass we also are not even sure if we're checked in for the second flight or the third flight because no one would do it for us so we get to the gate they're saying hey we're boarding we get in a line that is probably 10 people long and just have to wait and we see people boarding we are just freaking out and luckily we get our boarding pass for the next two flights yeah we basically cried because we were so relieved we were so concerned that we were not going to make it on that flight because there's i'm sure there's only one flight from Seattle to Seoul every day. And we were like, man, I really do not want to sit in an airport for 24 hours. So all was good, or so we thought. So we then, because of all the snow and ice, sit on the tarmac for three hours. Our layover in Seoul was two hours. So there was no way we're making this flight. We take off, it's a 12-hour flight. It, It was uneventful, I would say. It was pretty smooth. And... We get to Seoul past when the plane was supposed to take off, looking at ourselves like we have to sit in this airport for 21 hours because that's when the next flight to Chiang Mai is. What are we going to do? And so we go to the transit desk and mind you, everyone on this plane has now missed their flight. So we, we stand in line for an hour, at least an hour. They give us visas on arrival, which you would have to have applied for previously they give us a free hotel and free meals breakfast lunch and dinner dinner the first night and then breakfast lunch the next day and everything is paid for and i don't know about you but i was so glad to have a bed Mm -hmm. and a shower oh my god the shower was the key thing because at that point we had been traveling for 26 
20, sorry, 28 hours straight. And so by the time we got to Seoul, we felt disgusting, like absolutely gross. I think we pretty much got to our hotel room after we ate some dinner and then immediately fell asleep after the world's best shower I have ever had in my entire life. Yeah, so why don't you explain like what we what we did that day, our surprise day in Seoul? Yeah, so we knew that because our flight to Chiang Mai didn't leave until 6 p.m. the next day, we wanted to actually do something with our time there because what are the odds we're ever going to end up in Seoul for 24 hours again? So in the morning, we woke up, we had our Korean breakfast. The I think the most notable thing we ate was this, it called it cornbread, but it was, how would you describe that? It was a roll with almost like a gummy sweet corn in the middle, like chewy gummy. Yeah, it, it definitely was a dessert pastry, not what I was imagining with cornbread, but it was good. So we, we snacked on a couple of different things in the morning, and then we took the train into Seoul, and which was quite an experience because it was so quiet. It was about an hour ride, and from the time we got on to the time we got off, not a single person except for us said a single word, which was really weird for me because I've never been on such a quiet train. But the ride was nice. It was very smooth. Then we got off. We went to Seoul Station. So once we got to the station, we had to take quite a few escalators up to get to the top. And then once we got outside, there was sort of this skywalk or sidewalk in the sky. So you'd take some some stairs up and then it was connected above all of the streets because I guess there were no sidewalks down below. And so everywhere you went, you had to walk on that high up sidewalk. So we kind of wandered around for a little bit. We found a coffee shop and then we walked over to a market and I'm going to have to look up the name of it. It was... I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but it was a really cute little street market with all kinds of like vendors and food, and we got some of the best pot stickers that we've ever had at that point. Yeah, so we, we visit Seoul. We, uh, after the pot stickers, we, we headed back uh, because it was time to go to the airport at that point uh, because it was like an hour-long train ride. Um, so we, we get back to the airport. It's a beautiful airport. Uh, there's this just this garden with a fountain. It just in the middle of the of the terminal we were at. Um, but a beautiful airport. We get to Thailand. It is eleven o'clock p.m. Uh, so twenty three hundred. What was your first impression when you stepped off the plane and we got through customs and you walked outside? What did you think? The humidity hit me first. It was sticky. I felt gross i didn't think i would feel worse than i did on the plane (laughs) than uh when we stepped out of the airport but we took a uber like company called grab we took a grab from the airport to our condo which by the way they drive on the other side of the street here and the cars are like the british cars where the steering wheels on the other side which was Not that that's a big deal, but in my sleep-deprived state, that was, like, the most wild thing ever. I could not understand, like, wow, wow, we're on the wrong side of the street. So we get to the condo, and our Airbnb host left a key with the security inside so they could give it to us so we could get into our condo. Turns out, security wasn't there when we got to the condo, and the, the person outside didn't speak 
speak a lick of English. We don't speak any Thai. It was very difficult communicating with with the person, but we ended up finding the spare key in a lockbox in a in a bike um, that we just ha- that the owner gave us a code for. But that took another hour. So we we get into our condo at midnight. We uh we don't I don't even think we unpacked that night. I think we just went to bed. I guess just first impression of the city that we're in, like the area that we're in. We're in the Nimin area. Um, for those of you who have been to, to Chiang Mai, we're, we're in the Nimin area. Uh, what was your first impression of, I guess, the mall and all the shops around us and all that kind of stuff? I would say my first impression was that it was definitely a trendy district um, because we're across the street from this huge mall called the Maya Mall that looks like something you would find in the in the middle of like a major metropolitan city and seven stories tall that's huge and so that that was one of the first things that i saw and then when you turn down that main street the nimmin Heyman road uh there's tons of restaurants and bars and shops and you can definitely tell that it's like a younger area and so my first impression was that we were in a really cool neighborhood and i was glad that we had picked this part of town what about you? Um, I, I agree with a lot that you said, but it the, the one thing that stuck out to me was that there's just a Michelin star restaurant across the street from us. Uh, and it, it, it's not a fancy restaurant, I wouldn't say, but it's something I'm very looking forward to trying. Definitely. That first day, we didn't really have a planned itinerary. We kind of just strolled around. We went down that main Nimmin Heyman Road a little ways and found a little spot to have breakfast. And then we walked over to the old city and kind of meandered around there. I really liked the old city. I thought it was really charming. There was all kinds of temples everywhere, and it was just really enjoyable to walk around. So we've had a, a, a couple experiences that have not been eye-opening, but just a little different than what we're used to. Um, the first one... You learned that lotion is not lotion here. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring a whole lot of toiletries with me because I just assumed that I could buy them here. And one of the main ones I was having trouble finding was like face face lotion. Because A, I couldn't find anything that looked remotely like face lotion in the store. And B, when I found one that said lotion, we took it home, bought it, and then... It was not lotion. It was like a toner consistency. It was very thin and watery. So turns out that translations of words don't always mean what you think they mean. And then another thing that we thought was funny was there were, instead of napkins at tables, there were tissues. I'm not sure if this is the case, but the reason I think it, they are there is because the food is so spicy, it clears your sinuses. And because we are in like a more trendy, modern part of the city i think they cater to to tourists a little bit more and they know that oh our food's a little spicy their their noses are going to run a little bit um so they supplied tissues which i thought was very interesting mm-hmm. um speaking of foods what has been your favorite food that you've tried so far oh man that's tough I think my favorite thing that I tried was my first khao soy, which is a northern Thai noodle curry dish. Sort of like a soup consistency, but with a lot of noodles and meat and stuff. And it's 
just really good. I, I enjoyed it. It's not terribly spicy. We had it in a little local spot and it was super delicious. Although I did ruin a pair of pants because I kept flinging curry juice onto my pants. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite thing you've tried? My favorite thing that I know what it was so I can describe it. I've done a lot of just pointing at pictures and stuff. Just trying to try as much as possible. But my favorite thing, uh, one of my favorite things that I've tried so far was actually at that same place. It was a fried Thai basil stir fry uh, with pork. It came with a uh, uh, over easy egg on it. And it was exceptional. I was uh, putting... Thai chili sauce on it, trying to make it a little bit more spicy. It was, I'm drooling right now. It was so good. Yeah. And then today on our way to the doctor's office to get our shots, we decided to walk. And while we were doing that, we saw this little, I would say hole in the wall, honestly. And the menu consisted of a bunch of pictures on this lady's phone with absolutely no names of anything. And so we looked at it and we kind of picked random stuff that looked good. And then she did ask us chicken or pork. That's the only thing I know is that I had chicken and you had pork. And it was absolutely amazing. And when you say hole in the wall, it was a literal hole in the wall just between two buildings that they just put tents over. Yeah. And by the way, our lunch was a total of $2 combined. Yeah, the the affordability of this city and I'm assuming country has been very nice. Yeah, even our our rides places, anytime we have taken the Grab, the equivalent of Uber, I think the most expensive one we took was 150 baht, which is a 3 to $4 Uber. During like surge pricing is just absolutely crazy to me. Okay, so the old city. We took a walking tour. Uh, we visited, I want to say, six to seven temples, just uh, walking around. What was your experience that day? What did you enjoy about the walking tour? Well, I liked that we kind of got to do it at our own pace. And so we could linger in the different temples that we found. I, I can link the one in the show notes that we did. It's just a guy who recommended different temples. But I really liked the route that he took because they were all really cool. The, the outsides of them were very ornate. There was a lot of red and gold. That was a pretty common theme through all of them. But I really liked looking at the guards outside of all of them. I want to say we saw dragons. We saw elephants. We snakes. saw snakes. Lions. There, yeah, lions. And I don't necessarily know the significance of all of them, but I can kind of guess depending on what the different guardian was and the buddhas inside of the temples were also so different some were sparkly some were gold some were black some were white and they were just all so beautifully placed speaking of the black buddha we found out from someone who was visiting from bangkok the black buddha that we saw is the only black buddha in thailand which blew my mind we saw, like you said, we saw the Black Buddha. We saw a, what I'm assuming is full ruby blue Buddha. It was see-through red. It was beautiful. We saw emerald. We saw gold. I'm trying to think of the other stones that we saw. I think I saw a white one, like a porcelain white like colored one. Yeah. But yeah, very beautiful. Yeah, it was also really quiet 
I don't know how we ended up on such a quiet day, but there, I think in pretty much every temple, we were the only ones there, and we went on a Saturday. If not only ones, there were maybe two people there at most. And there are multiple temples within the within the space. So if we saw someone in, in one, we could just go to another and look in, wait till they left and go into the other one. Yeah, it was really cool because it was such a personal experience. It was not overrun by crowds at all. Yeah, I for me, I know I talked about like the exposed gold in a previous episode, but really just I don't think we could have timed it any better with the solitude of being in there. One of them felt like we weren't supposed to be there. It, it was so quiet and we were the only people. Just being able to experience the the quietness and just being alone in, in those um, spiritual areas for, for, for Buddhists, it was very, it was, it was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely agree. So once we left the old city that day, we wanted to go to the Saturday night market because it's supposed to be a really cool market. So we took a song tow, which for anyone who's never heard of that, it's basically like a covered pickup truck that serves as a communal taxi. So you ask, you tell the driver where you want to go and then either they say yes or they could say no. And then if there's other people in the Songtao, they may get priority. And so you might sit in the Tongtao for a couple of destinations. So it's sort of like the equivalent of Uber Pool when that was still a thing. But so we took a Songtao to what we thought was going to be the Saturday night market. Because that's what we asked him to take us to. Only when we got out of the vehicle, we realized that we were not at the Saturday market. Instead, we were at the night bazaar. Which is, it was still cool, but it was definitely more touristy than I think the Saturday market would have been. It was like a standing market, so there's less vendors that come in and more people who just sell to tourists regularly. What did you think of the night market? Uh, the the funniest part of the night market for me was when the, the Thai boxing promoter came up. You were getting food, and I was saving us a table, which I didn't need to. I thought there were only a few tables, and then when I sat down, I looked around. There were probably 30 tables just open. Oh, really? And the the, the promoter comes up to me, hands me the, the flyer, and I'm looking at the flyer, and all of a sudden I go, why is a girl fighting a guy? It caught my eye. And then right under the picture of the female was the word in bold and and highlighted was it was ladyboy so there was a there's a ladyboy fighting a boy so i it just caught my eye and i thought it was really funny yeah the other thing that i thought was funny about that market was that the songs that the performers were singing were all a in english and b country songs yeah there was taylor swift yeah there was john denver uh-huh country roads mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me that that song is being sung in a in a Thailand night market. Uh-huh. And just like different songs like that. Yeah. And then the shops were really cool too, although I will say I felt very much like a tourist that day because obviously we don't really blend in and so everywhere we went People didn't even speak to us in Thai if they spoke any English. It was just immediately default to English. It was, hello, do you want a suit? Hello, do you want this? Hello, welcome to the night market. And again, I I understand it. We look like tourists, but it definitely made me feel like we were not in a locals area because of the way that we were addressed. 
Definitely. So as we promised, we're going to be super transparent about all of the money that we've spent on our trip. And so we thought we'd close this episode since we have now been on the road almost exactly a week. So let's give a a rundown on where we are in our budget, Mr. Budget Guide. So as far as public transit, we have not paid specifically for public transit um, in the terms of what we budgeted for. Uh, We haven't paid for a bus. We haven't paid for a metro. We haven't paid for anything like that. Um, So we're still at $0 out of the 160 160 that we budgeted for Thailand. For travel slash medical insurance, our monthly bill hasn't come in yet. Um, So we haven't spent any on that. Your fun money, you have not spent any fun money because you had some issues with your debit card working at ATMs. She was scared that she lost her card a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was in like August or something. So a couple months ago. Yeah. And she turned off her debit card and just forgot about it. So we get to Thailand and her debit card is not working. We we call the bank and they're like, you dummy, you turned off your, you manually turned off your debit card. So she hasn't spent any money off her debit card yet. And so I have been covering a lot of the first week of. Yeah, I have my own personal little sugar daddy this week since my card wasn't working. Um, So I have spent 70-ish dollars of my fun money totaling after reoccurring costs to be $138.16. So for as far as what we have left to spend in Thailand, we ha- we still have $2,000, $2,051 to spend um, in general. For, as far as fun money, Olivia has $545 remaining, and I have $518 remaining. We uh, will be taking a cooking class in the next week, which will take a good chunk of some fun money and then we do also have an elephant sanctuary booked for later this month but so far i would say our most expensive day collectively we spent 25 dollars on activities so it's definitely going to be a budget month and i'm i'm hopeful that we'll be able to stay under budget so that in the future months when it's a little more expensive we can do more yeah as to put that in perspective we spent 25 dollars collectively we have roughly for fun money roughly about $30 a day I thought it was 60 collective or sorry each it's 30 each yeah so we have $30 each to spend and we spent $25 collective yeah even our more expensive quote-unquote lunches were six dollars at most seven so I would say we're in good shape on our budget so far yeah All right, so I think that's going to be it for today. Uh, We will check back with you in about a week and let you know what we've done in our second week. We'll have gone to our cooking class, hopefully, and we'll be able to report back on how that went, as well as what we're thinking of the city the more we get to know it. Thank you so much for listening. We are excited to share our journey with you. We are at day four of 395 days, and we're just so excited to, to go on this journey.